0: Please take your Bibles once more, turn to the Gospel of John in chapter 8. We'll read our text once more and finish up the thought that we've been dealing on this week. The thought thought was this, are you all about him? In verse 25 of chapter 8 it says this, Then said they unto him, Who art thou? And Jesus saith unto them, Even the same that I said unto you from the beginning, I have many things to say and to judge of you, but he that sent me is true, and I speak to the world those things which I have heard of him. They understood not that he spake to them of the Father. Then said Jesus unto them, When ye have lifted up the Son of Man, then shall ye know that I am he, and that I do nothing of myself. But as my Father hath taught me, I speak these things." He that sent me is with me. The Father hath not left me alone. For I do always those things that please Him. We've shared with you the context this week of John chapter 7 and John chapter 8. And tried to show you how powerful the claims to His Messiahship and deity actually were. He first of all shows that He is the water of life. Saying if... Any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. Then we find him saying, I am the light of the world. But then we find, lastly, in the end of chapter 8, him claiming the title of deity as Thee I Am. Jesus Christ was God, we stated. But Jesus Christ as a man, while being God, While deserving glory, while deserving to be here all for himself, he wasn't that way. Now, we know from 1 Peter that we are to follow in his steps. The true Christian has a desire to be like Christ. And if you really want to go on with God, then there are some principles that we find in this passage that we should have in our lives. Jesus looked to give God the Father, all the glory. Jesus loved God's word above all else. And Jesus lived to please God alone. We've dealt that Jesus' attitude was all about God. Our attitude needs to be all about Him. We've dealt with that Jesus' speech was all about Him. Our speech should be all about Him. Not all about self, but all about Jesus Christ and for what He has done for us. We said God's looking for those with a selfless attitude, and God is looking for those with selfless speech. But lastly, I want to deal with this, that Jesus lived to please the Father. In other words, Jesus lived life With one purpose. And it was not for himself. He had one goal with his life. And it was to please God. In every single thing. He measured, I believe, every single action. By whether or not it pleased God. In fact, he was so serious with God and about pleasing God that will find from Scripture that he did not even have a place where to lay his head. He didn't take the time or the resources away from his purpose of dying for mankind according to God's will. He did not get in one little bit distracted from that purpose. So surrendered that our Lord himself, the King of kings, did not have anywhere to his own name to stay. No, I'm not suggesting that we all go homeless. I'm trying to prove a point to you that Jesus' life was not about himself. In fact, nothing he ever did on this earth was for himself. Ultimately, it was to please God but it was for us as well. God is looking for somebody with selfless action. How many of us measure each and every action by this principle? What is your purpose in life? What are you living for? who are you living for? Elizabeth Elliot made this statement, nothing is worth living for unless it's worth dying for. I know that the greater majority of Christians today are not living for God. You say, how do you know that? You watch people's lives and it's very easy to tell what they're about. A person that loves hunting, and lives for hunting, he talks about it all the time, and the greater majority of what he does, at least in his free time, is going to be preparation for hunting. Looking up, you know, getting that tree stand, or that weapon, cleaning it, target sighting, going out in the field and, and setting up his field cameras maybe putting out a feed plot or two or three or four or, and getting permission on different property to hunt, scouting out that property to find out where the big deer are, which paths they take, where, where they're going to go, where do I need to set up so that I can be down downwind instead of upwind, and, and all these different things that go into it. And that's all they'll talk about. They'll be showing you pictures of the deer they've got, They'll be showing you pictures of the deer that their cameras are taking to their phone. You know what it tells you about them. They're all about deer hunting. Now please don't take me wrong. Those things in their place aren't wrong. The fisherman, similarly, does the same things. The sports fanatic or sports fan, same thing. A person that is truly all about Christ will talk about him, and his action will be all about him. Think of those Christians that have most impacted you in a good way, left a mark in your life as a very godly Christian. You know what it was that got your attention? It would be the fact that they were all about him. They didn't try to bring glory to themselves. They gave the glory to God. They didn't speak about themselves. They spoke about what God has done. They didn't tell you about what they were going to do. They were talking about what they believed God wanted them to do. And then have went to do it to God's glory. They've lived to please God. There are some missionaries I know that I believe would fit that bill to every iota. They weren't about themselves. They're there to serve God and to please God. You say, what are you saying? I'm trying to say this, that our action needs to be all about Him. You see, what we first dealt with, that deals with our attitude, giving gl- all glory to God. Then we dealt with our speech, how it should bring all glory to God. Jesus should be the center piece of our speech, I believe. Not that we can't talk about other things, but what you love will show. Then we dealt with action, that our action needs to be about him. If I could condense all of this into one phrase, that would be this, our life must be all about him. Because when our life becomes all about Him, this is what the world and other Christians will take notice of. This is how we stand out. This is how we ought to be identified to the world. You see, your coworkers and those you try to witness to, they know what you're about. And a lot of the power of your testimony will result from that. You'll have a poor testimony if you're not all about Him. But when you are all about Him, your co-workers will notice it and your testimony will be greatly magnified in their eyes all to God's glory and God's honor and credit. And maybe, just maybe, you'll have enough influence in them to get them to church, to see them saved. How can we tell the world of God and claim to serve Him unless we really are all about Him? We say that we love God, but the majority of Christians today live for themselves rather than God. To borrow from John the Baptist, he must increase and we must decrease. If we would learn to get full of God and empty of everything else in the world and self, God can and would use us much more. The world will take notice. They might not like it, But that's not our responsibility. We have a responsibility to be a witness to them, to be the salt and light to the world that God has left us here to be. We don't have any excuse for why these aren't in our lives. I believe with all my heart this ought to be the desire and principles applied to every Christian's life. Now there's room for growth. Growth. The more you get to know God, the more you know what does please Him and what doesn't please Him. But I can promise you this, it'll clear up a lot of things. Things that are questionable or things you have questions about anyway will be many times easily cleared up when you simply ask this question or these questions. Does it glorify God? Does it please God? Most of us know what that would do in our lives, what that could change. But we don't do it for some reason. Maybe it's because it's so hard to apply to our lives. Maybe it's because we know what it actually cost. We don't have any excuse, though. Let me prove that to you. Jesus said in John chapter 8, verse 29, And he that sent me is with me. The Father hath not left me alone. For I do always those things that please him. He had the power of God on his side. But can I say we have the same power that he had? Because as Christians, the Holy Spirit abides within us and he is the power of God. We also have his promises from his word for freedom and victory. If he were to think and consider that Jesus intercedes for us continually, then you'd realize that we also have his prayer on our behalf constantly. We have the same power, we've got his promise, and we have his prayer. We have no reason why we could not live up to these principles. I'm not talking about sinless perfection. I'm talking about just giving your best to God. We ought to strive to live up to these principles. How about it? Is your attitude humble? Is your speech Christ-centered? Is your action all for Him? Is your life all about Him? I'm not asking you listening to make a vow to something you cannot commit to. But this is what I am asking and this is what I want to leave you with. Would you be willing to commit to God that you're going to give him your best? That doesn't mean you're not going to mess up. But would you be willing to commit to him and tell him that, Lord, I will do my best to apply these principles in my life with your help. See, the Christian life really is a simple thing. We don't need to make it any more complex than what it is and what, what it needs to be Our lives, our speech, our attitude, it all needs to be all about Him. And if we would apply that to our lives, I believe that God can and would use us far more than what He is currently able to. You've been listening to the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621, Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email back to Broadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Walland, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwalland.org.